0: Welcome. You're about to listen to a teaching of the Foursquare Gospel Church, VGC District. At Foursquare, we believe in the transformation of communities through the multiplication of disciples, leaders, churches, and movements. May your hearts be blessed and transformed as you listen. Indeed, Lord, you made a way. We are able to stand here. Even though we owed a debt we could never repay. But Lord, you paid a debt you did not owe. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you because you are alive. And on that premise, we can stand here today. Blessed be your name forever. May your name be blessed forever and ever and ever and ever in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that the meaning of the risen Savior, the power in the resurrection, the fact that we are now alive, raised from the dead with Jesus, Lord, will never be lost to us. Help us and speak to us. And as you speak, let your words sink into our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. The topic is, Jesus is alive. Are you close to him? I want to believe that each and every one of us here, and as many as are worshipping with us online, I want to believe that you know that Jesus is alive. That is a basic truth. In case you further want to reassure yourself, I want to let you know that a lot of people saw Jesus after his death. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Bible reports that Jesus appeared to hundreds of people. During the 40 days After his resurrection. In John chapter 20. Jesus appeared. To Mary Magdalene. In Luke. 24. What many of us know. Jesus appeared to the two disciples. Who were on their way. To the village of Emmaus. He also appeared. To the eleven disciples. And that is the text. That we will Read, I think we should read it. John chapter 21, verse 1 to verse 14. If we can have, please, the New King James Version projected. New King James Version. This is the version we'll read as our text. Because that's where, thank you. After all these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the sea of Tiberias and in this way he showed himself Simon Peter Thomas called the twin Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee the sons of Zebedee and two others of the disciples were together Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. Verse 4. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Just take note of that. They did not know. Verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Verse 7. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have just caught. 11. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. 14. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So, Jesus also appeared to the disciples. I want to assure as many as are hearing that the resurrection of Jesus Christ was real. Never mind all those trying to play tricks. Don't let your mind be deceived. Jesus is alive. But when we talk about, there are so many things we could say, but I just want to quote one person called Lionel uh, Luchu. This man He's said to be one of the most successful defense lawyers in the world, so they say. He's so important, he was said to have made so much mark that his name entered the Guinness Book of Records. And let me tell you, I'm not a lawyer, but this man was said to have defended successfully. 245 cases of murder. He successfully defended them. When you hear one person is charged with murder, if he's very close to you, start crying because we are talking of life and death for that person. This man defended 245 of such people in his time. No wonder. He received so many awards, he was a diplomat, so many things. Now hear what he has to say. What did this man think about the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ? After a careful examination, Lionel boldly stated, I say, and I quote, I say unequivocally, that the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so overwhelming that it compels acceptance by proof, which leaves absolutely no room for doubt. No wonder. It's as if he was the author of, the fa- of that song we normally sing. There is no, there is no place for argument. You are God all This man examined. You may say you are not a lawyer. He examined. this a man who has had a successful practice. Why wouldn't you believe that Jesus is alive? I'm here to declare to us yet again, by the grace of God, our Jesus is alive. The fact that Jesus is alive, therefore, how should we respond to him? Number one, first of all, we must recognize who Jesus is. We must recognize that he is the only begotten son of God. We must recognize that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. The interesting thing is that he was not always recognized by his followers. After he rose again. In John chapter 21. Which we have just read. We talk of a matter of distance. Jesus was standing by the seashore. And these 200 cubits. I think it's about 100 yards. Or if you want to convert it to feet. 300 feet. So they were not too far from shore. And because it's a seashore, it is plain, you can see far. Though it was in the morning, I don't know what the weather was like. And Jesus called out to his disciples. They did not recognize him. They did not know him. I don't know what Jesus was wearing at that time. I don't know what appearance he was. But the important thing is, even his disciples did not recognize him. When Jesus calls you, may you recognize him. The disciples did not. Even to the extent that he asked them, children, do you have fish? Uh-uh. By the time somebody calls you, my child, would you say, please, won't you re-examine it again? That must be somebody like my daddy, my father. They did not even think about it. I don't know what situation you are facing that even God is speaking to you that it cannot pass beyond that wall for you to analyze and recognize that this is Jesus speaking to me. The Bible says that they did not recognize him until the miracle of the fish. And when he said cast the net, surprisingly there is no nothing about any argument they cast the net again and then they caught fish and when they caught fish ah one of them apparently remembered the previous miracle may the miracle of the Lord descend on you it was only then that he said it is the Lord ah when he said it is the Lord Ah, that was when they they recognized him. But before then, the Lord's followers had not been able to recognize the risen Savior. Both times on even Easter Sunday, number one, Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene loved that Lord. He really loved him. The Bible says that Jesus was standing behind Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene had started looking. She was weeping. So it was stated, she was weeping. Where have they taken him? And then somebody just came and said, Mary, where are you weeping? He thought it was a gardener. That's what the Bible says. We don't have time to read it. Oh, where have you placed him? He was weeping. She did not recognize Jesus. The other time, the disciples going to Emmaus, Jesus went along with them, joined them. They did not recognize Jesus in the physical. They did not recognize him. And I want to believe that Jesus appeared to them in human form. He didn't appear in spirit form. In fact, one area, he was, when he appeared to his disciples, he said, come and touch me. It's not a ghost. Touch me. Touch my hands. Touch my feet where I was nailed. It's not a ghost. It's a human being appearing unto you. May you forever, may you and I forever be hooked onto Jesus that we will recognize him every time we see him. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was only after some time that they recognized him. We will come onto that in a moment. So. The important thing is, one of the most important knowledge is that in all these cases, they didn't recognize Jesus by his appearance. But they only recognized him by the things he said and the things he did. How? When Jesus broke the bread, he started talking to them and their hearts were getting agitated. That's the disciples going to Emmaus. It was then they said, who is this person? Immediately he broke the bread. He vanished because they had recognized him by the things he said. By the things he did. It was only when the catch of fish was so much. These are experts who were there overnight like senior pastor told us sometime. They were there overnight. They couldn't even catch anything. Just throw your net. And they did. It was only then they recognized Jesus. God works the same way today. And that's a relief because we can't physically see Jesus right now. But as Christians, we can spiritually see Jesus because the Holy Spirit dwells in our heart. The Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts, especially as he speaks to us through the word of God. God. And that's why we encourage ourselves. Let God speak to you by dwelling on his word. The Holy Spirit will take what you are reading and give you a message. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. The second thing we want to consider under this aspect is that let's look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9 to 15. This talks about Christians seeing Jesus. And I will read, But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the author of their salvation Perfect through suffering. 11. For both he who sanctifies and those who have been sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. 14. In as then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. 15. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So, God, the son of man, was a partaker of flesh and blood. He himself shared the same. So that by through his death, he destroyed that power of death. So like the song we sang, there is no reason to fear anymore. There is even no reason to fear death. Nothing. Because death for us is just a transition. Because Jesus Christ rose again that a difference it will make when we spiritually see him. It will give us a difference. He is alive, he is around you, he is near you. He only wants you to see him spiritually, particularly through his word. So what does Jesus look like when you spiritually see him? In John chapter 1, verse 12, we are told, As many as received him, to them he gave the power to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So we see him like our big brother. Because he was the first fruit. He was the partaker. And from the passage we have read, we are just following in the full step. He's like our big brother. In John chapter 15 verse 13, Jesus said, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friend. So who is Jesus to us? Jesus is like our best friend. We see him. Are you in trouble? Talk to your best friend. Are you in trouble? Talk to your big brother. He will sort you out. And that will happen to you in the name of Jesus But very importantly, in Luke chapter 19, verse 10, Jesus said, he had come to seek and to save that which was lost. So Jesus is our savior. Even though he's our brother, he's close to us. He's also our savior. So he's there. Whatever we are going through, as long as you have that faith and trust in him, Jesus is there to save you. And then, we talk of Thomas rightly called him, and he looks like our Lord and our God. That's what Thomas said in John chapter 20, verse 28. Now, the second thing we now want to consider that even though we must recognize who Jesus is, who is the thing in our lives, we should also rush to get closer to Him. Don't stay where you are. Get closer to the master. Get closer to the Lord. The first and very important thing is Peter. As soon as Peter knew that this was the Lord. Yes. Two, three hundred feet of water. You go and stand at the bad beach. Even some people are even scared to put their leg inside water. But Peter was three hundred feet away. As soon as he learned was the Lord. The boat was too slow for him. He jumped into the water. He was rushing to get close to the master. Why don't you and I rush to get close to the master always? Even the other disciples, they also rushed. When they finally brought the boat, they rushed to get close to the master. That's what Jesus expects us to do. That, have you now recognized me? Come close. Draw you. He is calling us to come closer to him so that nothing can snatch you away from his food. Peter was eager to get to Jesus. But the important, more important thing is that God wants us to be closer to him. And in James chapter 4 verse 8, he said, draw near to God. And what will he do? He will... He will draw near to you. When you attempt to draw near to God, He will draw near. He will never throw you away. He will never push you away. He will draw near to you. In Jeremiah 23 verse 13, the Lord also gave this promise. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your your heart. Search in all honesty search with all your energy, search with all that you have, and throw yourself upon the Lord. In Psalm 105, in fact, verse 1 to verse 4, particularly verses 3 and 4, you see three times there, David described, seek the Lord, seek the Lord, seek the Lord, in verses 3 and 4, three times, In fact, some people say four times because there is another aspect, even though it's not written seek, he said, seek his strength, seek his strength. Seek the Lord, therefore, seek his strength, seek his face forevermore. God wants us to seek him, and particularly seek God's face. In Deuteronomy chapter 32 verses 9 and 10 it tells us the Lord's portion is his people. God is only interested in his people. In fact, when you look at the people that God revealed himself to, that he went to, they were only God's people. It had passed that say God did not go to the unbelievers. He went to his people. Of all the people, he went to them. Even the 500, they were his disciples. The apostles. He didn't go to other people. The Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is his inheritance. The third thing we want to see is that since Jesus is alive, we should not only rush to get close to the Lord, we should receive from the Lord. We should receive from the Lord. God is not just calling us to come close to him. He wants us to receive from him. Now, number one, under this session, see, it reminds us that Jesus wants us to receive his food. And I'll, I'll just summarize this. When the disciples brought the fish to shore, the Bible says that, there was already fire that Jesus made. There was fish. Maybe maybe not enough. I don't know. Because when they got there, Jesus said, bring some of the fish you have just caught. And he put it on the fire and prepared breakfast. And then he added bread. And what did Jesus tell them? He said, come and, come and eat. Come and eat. The Lord himself preparing breakfast for you and me. The Lord has prepared the breakfast. He invites you to come and eat. Will you come? Even for the unbelievers, God's breakfast. I speak to us. Whether you are online, whether you are on site, God's breakfast is ready. He invites you to come and eat. Will you come to him? Will you come and eat? Come and have breakfast with the Lord. The Lord is interested. He wants to fellowship with us. He wants to eat with us. In fact, when you look at his life, when they were criticizing people in Zacchaeus, he went to eat with his food. All the accused, all the people saw was he was eating with sinners. But the truth is, the Lord wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to eat with you. He wants to eat with me. Wants to have fellowship will you have fellowship with the lord will you invite him to your home will you invite him to your life i've tried to summarize two things fellowship eating so that because of time so he wants us to receive his food and he wants us to have fellowship with him will you do And the important thing was that when he even invited them to come and have fellowship, none of the disciples asked him, who are you, Lord? They had finally recognized him. They didn't ask him. And they just went and have breakfast. Do you dwell on the word of God? That breakfast is ready. It's in your house. It's on your iPad. It's on your phone. Do you, do you prepare breakfast? And ask God, Lord, breakfast is ready. I have just eaten. Can you help me digest it? Not only does God want us to receive his fellowship, he wants us to receive his forgiveness. We're talking about the people Jesus showed himself to. And when you, in the passage that we read in verse 14, he it says, he's pointing this truth because he says, this is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. The only reason why Jesus had to rise again from the dead was because he died on the cross for us. The Lord laid down his life to take the full punishment for my sins and for your sins. The full punishment that you and I were due to. But Jesus had the power to overcome death forever. And he did. Shout hallelujah. On that platform, on that qualification, Jesus can forgive sins. And indeed, he has forgiven sins. For the Bible says, as many as receive him, to them give he power to become the sons of God. In Revelations chapter 3, verse 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and comes into him, what did he say he would do? I will come into him. If you like, and live with him. If you like, and eat with him. He will eat breakfast with you. He will eat lunch with you. He will eat dinner with you. He will live with you. He wants to fellowship with you. First, you must become his child. No two way about it. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. That's the message that I bring to us this morning. In summary, what have we tried to talk about? We have tried to talk about the fact that Jesus invites us to be closer to him. And the topic is, Jesus is alive. Are you close to him? First, we must recognize who Jesus is. We must recognize who Jesus is. Then, secondly, secondly, we must recognize that he invites us so we should rush to him. We should rush to him to get closer to him. Daily in your life, be close to the Lord. Then lastly, we have just considered the fact that the Lord wants to have fellowship with us. Fellowship in every aspect, day in, day out, every step of the way. It's not fellowship today, tomorrow you are out. No, as He fellowships with you, you hear him, you recognize him, you see him, and he speaks to your heart. And when he speaks to your heart, you will change daily. When he speaks to your heart, healing will come. When he speaks to your heart, you will have no more fear. No fear. Whether you are in front of a mountain, the Lord is the Lord of the mountain. Whether in front of the hill, the Lord is there with you. Whether you are even in the sea. I know when Peter, Peter jumped into the sea rather than just sit down calmly in the boat because he knows that if that is the master, I can never sing. And I declare to you, you will never sing. As long as you are with the Master, you recognize the Master, and you are going to the Master, you can never sing. Yes, situations may happen once in a while. They are only temporary. They are only passing phases in your life. And we will come across them. But because Jesus is alive, you will never sing. That's the message that we shared this morning. Shall we bow down our heads as we pray? Where are you with the Lord? Maybe the Lord lost you. Or you were lost with the Lord. You want to find him back. God is calling you. Come back to me. Breakfast is ready. Come and fellowship with me. I want to fellowship with you. Rush to me. Recognize me. I am the one who saves. I am your big brother. I am the one who delivers. I am the one who heals. I am the Lord of Lords. Wherever you are, you may never have been a child of God. Or you are a child of God, you stepped out of faith. Jesus is calling you. Surrender your life. Come unto me. You want to come unto this Lord. You want to get back to the Lord. You want to rush unto him. Wherever you are, whether you are on site or online, just signify by a show of hands. Signify so that I can quickly pray with you the prayer of salvation. Thank God for returning home. Thank God for answering the call of God. For rushing to the Lord. Is there anyone, because my time is almost up. Is there anyone? You want to surrender your life to Jesus. And say, Jesus, you are alive. And I want, I want to be with you. Anybody, whether downstairs, upstairs in case you are online and you have answered this call wherever you are please something will appear on your screen on your device which which says text forgiven please as soon as you see it just text it to the number that has been written there just text it we want to pray with you want to pray for you so that you will continue in the faith you will continue in the race our Father, we thank you. We bless you forevermore. Thank you because Jesus is alive. And Lord, by this, we ask, oh God, that you help us to draw closer to you. Even as you have prepared and you want to fellowship with us, we pray, oh God, that we will, as we have heard the call, so we will answer yes. Lord, I want to fellowship with you and take this step of faith in our lives daily. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for speaking to us. Let that the spirit of the living God that dwells in us, let it continue to remind us of these words. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.